Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. addicted to everything from social media to alcohol, work, relationships, food, money, exercise, achievement, caffeine. Like if you can have an addiction, I have had it. And it took me a long time to realize that these things were addictions. I just considered them my pastimes. I like to work a lot. I liked to travel a lot. I like to scroll social media. I like to drink a lot. But what I didn't understand was that I was using these as a way to numb out, as a way to avoid pain, as a way to avoid a breakup. When something was tough or something was hard or I was hurt, I turned to one of these. So go through a bad breakup, let's travel and get drunk. (laughs) Feel ashamed from what I did the night before from drinking too much, scroll social media and stuff my mouth with food. And so I never put two and two together until I worked with a couple of life coaches who made the connection for me that when I was feeling in pain or when I was feeling down, I needed to numb it out because I wasn't ready to deal with the hard stuff. But what I've come to find from working with several life coaches, going to Tony Robbins, reading way too many personal development books, are there too many though? I don't know. Is that unless we go into the depths of our darkness, and unless we feel the lows of the pain and suffering, and we move through that, we are never going to experience the highs of the high of life. We just get stuck in this in-between, numbed out place where nothing really feels joyful and nothing really feels super painful. And so for me personally, I'd rather to feel and experience those lows and get them out of my body so that I can truly feel and experience the highs of life. And so in this episode, I'm going to share with you guys what my addictions have been, how to get past an addiction, how to stop stop numbing out, and hopefully so that all of you can start feeling the highs of the highs if you are numbing out or you're experiencing stuff like this right now. Okay, do you guys know that feeling when you eat a lot of peanut butter and you feel like a dog with it like stuck to the roof of your mouth that's me right now I just got done eating a perfect bar and they're so good they're like my favorite treat in the world when I need something that's kind of like a candy bar and so I had just a little chunk of one to give me a sweet tooth fix And no, this is not an ad. I just love them that much. But if you know how to get Perfect Bars to sponsor me, 
give a sister a shout out. Anyways, so today I want to talk to you guys about why numbing out is lowering your vibration and how to recognize when you have an addiction or you're using something to numb out. I love this podcast episode. I love what I've discovered myself and hopefully some of the things that I found I use to numb out will help you recognize where you're numbing out in your own life and really limiting the potential for you to have this vibrant, exciting, magnetic life by numbing the fuck out. So I'm just going to start this off with my, a lot of this is going to be my own journey and hopefully what I've learned helps you learn. But when I started on my personal growth journey, I wanted to like instantly shift into this more positive person. I was like, oh my gosh, I had the awareness. I'm negative. I don't like how I flip everything into negative negative thoughts, how I'm the victim all the time. And so I wanted to shift instantly to become this positive person. I wanted to be like this example. I started health and wellness coaching. That was really where my entrepreneurship started off. And I was like, I'm going to be an example of that. You can choose to live a happy life. You can choose to make, you know, be positive in any situation. And while I believe those things are true, is that we can choose to be happy and we can choose to be positive, I also think that without doing the under, the work underneath and like diving into our own darkness and feeling our own pain and processing, you really can't enjoy those moments of happy and you really can't be fully a positive person or fully a joyful person without having processed the pain. And so I think so often, especially people in this world of health and wellness and dropping crystals on my laundry machine, I am currently sitting on my dryer. Just a side note. um, (laughs) So if you heard some weird noises, that is where I'm at. Um, But I really don't believe that we can feel all the joy without processing the stuff underneath. And so as I continued on my health and wellness journey, you know, I could no longer willpower my way through not blacking out. You know, I was a party or hardcore all the way through college and into, you know, early in my clinical dietetic career, I was still going out every weekend. I was still blacking out. It was a weird space, but I couldn't willpower my way through not blacking out or not relying on dating and relationships. I was addicted to love. I wanted always to have someone, always be talking to someone. When I was dating people, I couldn't be alone. I felt uncomfortable by myself. And so even though I love the introverted part of me loves being alone, I constantly needed to be surrounded by people. Then I, I couldn't willpower my way through that diet anymore or restricting food. I was just struggling in all areas and I realized there had to be something underneath all of this. There had to be a reason why I kept turning to these things to numb out. And so it took me diving into the darkness to really realize why the addictions were there and why, you know, forcing and restricting and, you know, using willpower didn't work. And then it, as, as, you know, things would have it, as I started to dive into all of these pieces of the puzzle, I realized I had a lot of freaking addictions. I mean, number one, alcohol. I literally had such social, ba- social anxiety. I couldn't not black out because I was just so 
anxious all the time that I would, you know, consume so much alcohol, so much alcohol, so much alcohol. And I got to the point where I just like had, you know, went way too fast because I was feeling way too anxious. And then I would black out every night. I had a huge addiction to social media. It was the first thing I did when I woke up in the morning. And it was what I did you know, just when I was feeling low, some days I would feel so low, especially after a weekend of drinking. And I would find myself scrolling on social media for hours, not even really caring what I was consuming or looking at anything. Or maybe I was comparing myself to these people on Instagram that were not great role models for where I was at in my life. It was just like an awareness piece. I had no idea until I, I, like I said, dove into the darkness. I was addicted to traveling. You guys, I... I I believe that there's this healthy balance. And with all things, there's a healthy balance of, you know, there's those people who enjoy traveling so much and that is just their pride and joy and love. And that is what lights them up is exploring and adventuring and doing new things. And part of me is very much so that person. But at this point in my life, I was planning trips at least once a month because I needed to escape my life. Like it was, it wasn't a, I'm really excited to explore a new place. It was get me the hell out of my life. Let me go to a different city and binge drink there because it was the exact same life I was living. I didn't know how to shift it. I didn't really know how to enjoy a different place. You know, I would go somewhere warmer and that would be about all I got of the city was that it was 20 degrees warmer because I spent my entire weekend in a bar. And I was realizing that like I was only traveling to escape my own reality. Food was an addiction. And this is something a lot of you guys who follow me and know my journey, this has been my number one addiction. It has been the last piece that I've been working on releasing. Um, I have my course, Hungry for Healing Out, that talks about all the steps I've gone through to heal my relationship with food. Although, of course, like any person who struggles with any addiction or anything, I mean, when life hits the fan, shit hits the fan, food is the place I turn and it is a continuous process of me trying to heal this relationship. Um, exercise, I've been addicted to exercise, especially, you know, trying to escape life, achievement, needing external validation, caffeine, like literally any addiction you can have aside from drugs, I have had. And so numbing out, like this process of numbing out, why it's so important to recognize it is that by not really looking at what's underneath the surface of our addictions, what's underneath the surface of what we're using to numb out, and just continuing to say, you know, oh, I just numb out, this is what I do, it's my cycle, whatever. Like, by ignoring that, we're leaving things bottled up inside of us that are really lowering our, lowering our vibration. And so for me, that was things like low self-worth and old traumas and anger and all of these things I had left unprocessed because I wanted to be this positive person. I wanted to be this ray of light. I wanted to be this, you know, happy-go-lucky girl that I didn't even look at all the shit beneath the surface that was really making me sad because I hadn't processed it. I hadn't felt it. I hadn't recognized it. I had no awareness of it. Um, so I want to start with what do you do really to recognize your own addiction. Like, let's say you're like, well, I mean, I drink sometimes. I don't think that's an addiction. You know, maybe you're questioning just starting and you're not really sure if you do have an addiction. This is where I would start is that when shit hits the fan, let's say you're really uncomfortable. Someone, you know, maybe you go through a breakup. Maybe you have an uncomfortable conversation. You're, you're, looking forward to at work or maybe it's that you know finances finances are really strapped for you right now when you're in pain or discomfort or processing or going through a hard time what do you turn to 
And I pause here because I can think of every situation where it was an extreme feeling. I would turn to alcohol or food or overachieving working long hours. The the addiction shifted depending on what season of life I was in. I mean, when I went through my... So I went through two breakups probably a year and a half, two years ago now. And right around the same time, I ended a year-long relationship. Jumps, and, and when I ended that, when I went straight into the party scene, straight into blacking out, I had slowed down while I was dating this guy. But it was like I needed something to fill the void because he had been, he had been the addiction. Having someone to fill those you know, wounds and fill those spaces had been the addiction. So when I lost that, I jumped straight into partying alcohol and dating immediately so that I could find another way to fill the voids. And then I started dating someone else and that didn't work out. And so I had someone for a couple of months, you know, I could slow down on my partying a little bit. I had a different per- different addiction to fill like my time and not have me go inward and I didn't have to spend time alone anymore. And then when I lost that, I was like, oh my God, I'm a health and wellness coach now. I'm going to spend all of my time achieving great things. I'm going to build a business. I'm going to build an empire And that became my addiction. It wasn't this healthy space I started coaching from. It wasn't a healthy space I started my business from. It was this, I need something to fulfill me. I need achievement. I need external validation because within myself, I couldn't validate those things. And so that would be the number one thing I tell you is when you are going through a hard time, what are you using to fill the voids? And we'll get more into like what to do if you recognize, but first step is just really, really recognizing where those addictions are. And then second is, do you fulfilled? Do you feel unfulfilled or bored with parts of your life? Like, are there things in your life that you're like, God, this could be better, or that you're holding on to because you're afraid there's not better, or that just don't bring you joy, but you continue to do because you feel obligated to do them. Like where is the lack of fulfillment? Or maybe like for me, this is something I continue to work at is that I know if I'm not serving or giving back to others, I feel unfulfilled. And so what are those, where where are you really feeling unfulfilled and how can you, you know, how do you use travel maybe this is for me it was like I was so unfulfilled in my career but I felt like I had to do it because I went through you know the five years of being a dietitian the education to do that the internship I had one of the best paying jobs in Minneapolis for being a dietitian I was in the place that I thought I was supposed to be and I felt so afraid to admit that I wasn't fulfilled and that this wasn't my calling that I turned to other things that was the relationship that was traveling. Um, It was hitting snooze in my life, in the alarm in the morning time, scrolling social media when I woke up because there was nothing I was looking forward to in my day. It was like, I just don't want to do this life. And so I scrolled and scrolled and scrolled because I was avoiding really what was what I had to look forward to, which at that point didn't, it felt like nothing. Now, don't get me wrong. Maybe you're in a position where you're like, well, I hate my job or I feel unfulfilled by my job. And I can't just up and quit. Maybe it's shifting the perspective. And so we'll talk a little bit about that that as well. But just starting to recognize, like, are there areas in your life you feel unfulfilled in? And is it causing you to turn to something else for that fulfillment or to start to feel, feel more fulfilled? And then are you really truly happy with yourself? Do you love all the parts of you? 
And so, you know, this was something that caused a lot, a lot of addictions for me. And so a little on my background was bullied as a kid, um, which really turned into a lifetime of low self-worth, you know, turning to everyone and everything outside of myself to validate who I was as a person. I was bullied for being overweight. So my first addiction, I like to say, is exercise and nutrition. Because for me, being bullied is for being overweight turned into I am only worthy of friendship. I am only worthy of my peers. I am only worthy of being seen if I am skinny, if I am the right way. And so I turned to exercise and nutrition because my body was how I became validated. My next addiction was work and achievement because if, you know, having the body wasn't enough, I needed to be perfect in all areas, of course. And so I was addicted to achievement and I, I killed myself in college. I worked 30 hours a week, 40 hours a week, you know, my senior year, I was getting a really, you know, I was studying, until four in the morning, waking up at seven. I was still finding time to party somehow and all that. But I made sure I was doing everything in my power to achieve and get out of college, you know, low, free of debt and just doing all the things because I wanted people to see me as a person who is a high achiever or is this Wonder Woman type person. And so I continued to look for you know, validation through that. And then just ex- external validation for anything, you know, is this outfit okay? Is the the car I'm driving okay? Is the type of leggings I'm wearing okay? You know, do I have all the things that, you know, will give me external validation, will give me the compliments, will get me, and I, I turn to those things as kind of ways to get that validation. Um, and then caffeine, I like to use that because that's definitely an addiction I've struggled with in the past. More so because I was pushing myself so hard to achieve all these things and, and do all the things that I just drove my body into the ground because I wasn't taking care of me and that all came down to the, like the self-worth piece. So just starting to gain awareness. Are there pieces of you that you don't love? What do you do when you're in pain? Do you find yourself like feeling bored or unfulfilled and turning to other things for that fulfillment? Um, next is the trickier part. So, <laughs> you know, what do you do? Like when you figure out, you're like, holy shit, I spend every night watching three hours of TV eating ice cream or I spend every weekend I have available traveling because I just want to escape the life I come back to. I feel bored. I feel listless. I feel unfulfilled or, you know, whatever it is that you're noticing. Oh my God, every time I'm stressed out, I'm eating. Like, what do you do when you notice that you're actually numbing out with something, whatever it may be? And, and you know, they can be really sneaky addictions, but what, what do you do? I think number one is getting to the root cause of why you're numbing out. Um, well, I guess we'll get there. Number one, if you're trying to change this habit immediate, maybe it's one that's like a really, really negative one, is you can use willpower for an amount of time. And I think a good way to get yourself out of this state of numbing out is to change your own physiology. And this is something that I've used over and over again, when I'm just like in a low energy mo- mode, when I'm feeling depressed or down, is like starting to change your physiology so that you can increase your energy and your awareness and your ability to shift those habits and those patterns. So Tony Robbins, my main 
man, he has changed my life. But a lot of what he, a lot of the work he does is in changing your state. And so number one thing is when you find yourself in a state of maybe, maybe it's like every time you're depressed, you eat. Let's just use this as an example, because for me, it's every time I'm bored, every time I'm anxious, every it's, it's, it's food. But every time I feel something that's discomfort, I turn to food. And so how can you change your physiology? Well, it's simply shifting yourself into that, like, what does a person do when they're feeling absolutely joyful, when they are at peace? Like, how does your body language feel when, you, when you're in that? Like, obviously, your shoulders are going to be rolled back. You're going to be breathing deeper. You're not going to have those shallow breaths, which I'm having right now because I am talking so fast. <laughs> um, and you're going to... You're going to really take those deep breaths though and you're going to have your shoulders tall and your head's going to be up and maybe if you're really in a low energy state, maybe it's doing a little dance or shaking your booty because you can't be sad when you're shaking your butt. Like There's little things you can do to actually shift your state in the immediate moment. You know, Let's say another one I had is drinking excessively because of social anxiety. Someone who doesn't have social anxiety isn't going to carry themselves with like hunch over shoulders and like a, a like speaking like this and kind of softer. They're going to have their shoulders back. They're going to be exuding this confidence and even just shifting the physiology and shifting the state and shifting how you carry yourself will start to shift that confidence. And it's not, you know, people are not born with confidence, although some people, you know, may have been raised in the environment when they have more confidence. Maybe it was nurtured, a part that was nurtured nurtured in them. But n- we can shift it. Like, it's not something we're born with or without. It's, it's, it's something we can cultivate. And so just shifting into more of the person who wouldn't have that addiction. Like whoever that person, that that part of you, you know, have it be your alter ego, you know, whoever that is, become that person you need to be to shift away from the addiction. So number two is processing your shit. And so let's get real here. If you're addicted to something, there is something inside of you you have not processed or you are not going into you're not diving into you are not looking at it because you don't want to see it and you don't want to feel it and let's be real this was me again using myself as an example so when I was a kiddo being bullied led to the low self-worth and I really shamed that part of me for so freaking long like I would look at pictures of this little girl and I would cringe and I'd be embarrassed because she was overweight, she looked fat, she, you know, I had all this language and all of this stuff around looking at pictures of this girl. And it was my own shit because I had, you know, I had believed what those people told me when I was a kid. And so I went my entire life not realizing, not putting this connection together that I, there was a huge part of me I didn't love. Like, I loved the person I had become. I thought I had self-love. I thought I had self-respect. But at the end of the day, I was only loving the perfect parts of myself. I was only loving the parts that I thought were lovable. It wasn't true love, that deep love, that love you would get to give to a 14-year-old overweight golden retriever that has had 
way too many s'mores off the ground when you're camping and you know really really could use like a few runs a day like you love that golden retriever you know you do all the parts of it even like the little tummy that came from the s'mores but when it's yourself that's a lot harder to do because society has ingrained in us if we're not perfect we are not lovable and I think that was the biggest, that was my number one realization is that, holy shit, okay, now I figured out what I need to actually process, what is actually out of balance in me, what, you know, what are those parts I'm not loving, and, and that was the shit I had to process, and I had to go inward, and I had to figure out how, how do you process the shit once you figure out that you actually have shit. Um, for me, that did a lot of reparenting exercises, so if, let's say, I mean, let's be real, most of us have experienced something in childhood that still impacts us today. And I never shared with my parents that I was bullied. And, and so when I go and do my reparenting, it's because I never had anyone who parented me or, you know, spoke with me about this because I never shared it. I was embarrassed. And I was ashamed at the time. And so me going back is it's literally I, I journal to this little girl and I tell her that she is so beautiful. She is loved. She is accepted. She is worthy. And I say the things that she needed to hear in that moment that I couldn't give myself and that my parents couldn't give me because they weren't aware of the situation. And so I go and I reparent how she would have needed, what she would have needed to hear in that moment. And I close my eyes and I envision having this conversation with her because our brains are so beautiful that they, they can get tricked into thinking it's reality. So if we envision this little girl, we get a picture of her, we speak to her and we talk to her and we say like, oh my gosh, it's okay. You know, you are loved, you are worthy, you are accepted, you are beautiful just as you are. And you say these things to this little girl you envision in your mind. It does the same thing as if you would have had the conversation when it occurred. It actually rewires that in our brain for us. Our brains believe it's reality. It's a beautiful little trick and tool I use um, in any of the reparenting exercises I do. So that's number one is okay. Or number two, numbers are hard. Excuse me. (laughs) Get figuring out, okay, what the heck is the shit that you have to process? And if you don't know and you can't make these connections, I will say I did not make these connections on my own. I hired coaches. Um, I will have some one-on-one coaching slots open starting February 22nd. So if you are looking for a coach and I am someone you have thought about working with, we can do a little connection call, see if it's a good fit. I'll put that in the show notes. Otherwise, find yourself a coach. There are so many coaches out there or maybe a therapist, like whatever feels really aligned for you. For me, coaches have always felt really good and shiny and have made beautiful transformations in my life. But, you know, really working with someone if you can't figure out what's at the core core of it. Um, Christine Hassler also has a really great podcast on figuring out what the heck is at the core, like what, what your core wounds are. So number three, after you've figured out your shit, after you've processed your shit, and this isn't, you know, another thing too, is like process shit when it's happening. So instead of when you're going through a breakup being like, I'm going to go out and party, I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to ignore the fact that I'm in a lot of pain. 
it's going into the pain and feeling the pain and being okay with the pain for a while. Because if you process it now, it makes all the joyful moments so much more joyful. But if you're not processing the pain and you're avoiding that you're hurt and you're avoiding that there's things that you don't like in your life or that you're uncomfortable with right now, it's just going to stock like stock, stack up inside of you and you're going to be kind of numb to the, all the good things in life because you haven't processed the really terrible things in life. And so <clears throat> that would be one thing too is just really processing the shit when you're in it. Um, yeah. Number three though, let's move on to finding fulfillment. You know, I thought that doing more things would fulfill me. I literally was like you know, going to this party, going to this vacation, going to this, you know, I was doing all these things, you know, buying clothes. I cannot tell you guys how much clothes money I spent on clothes. Like I was, I literally thinking about, it, I was like, I don't even know. I must've gotten a new outfit like every week at least. It was, it was insane. There was a period in my life where I just spent a lot on clothes and, you know, fancy things and pleasures and all for myself. And so I think so much we're like, oh, what's going to fulfill me? What's going to like, it's, it's almost like fulfillment is almost like an egotistical thing, which I think is okay. But like being aware that the things that we do for ourselves, that we think are going to fulfill ourselves, that we think are going to bring us joy, if they're not balanced with things that are also serving others, because I think at the, at our core as humans, we are not fulfilled unless we're serving others. So bringing others joy, maybe it's volunteering, maybe it's, you know, tithing at church, maybe it's, you know, donating money to your favorite charity, maybe it's mentoring someone, maybe it's finding a career where you really feel like you're serving others and helping others, um, whatever that is for you. I mean, I believe that fulfillment the only way we really truly fulfill, feel fulfilled is when we're serving and when we're showing up for others in the world. So find what fulfills you and then also find like the playful things that fulfill you. So, you know, if traveling is your thing and you need to work more of that in to feel fulfilled and it's not coming from a place of I'm escaping, it's from a pure, oh my God, I love what it feels like to explore a new place. Then like maybe you need to build more of that and and release some of the, I need to get it all done. I need to achieve everything stuff as well. Because I think that that it can go both ways. We can do all the things to fulfill ourselves. But we can also do all like the work, 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 work stuff. And that's not fulfilling either. Even if we are coming from a place of serving. Sometimes when we spend our every moment of every day in, in this work zone. We just feel the stress and the anxiety. Because we're not allowing ourselves to have joy and play and all the other things. So really looking at if you're balancing out your fulfillment, you know, both play and achievement and serving with other things. So for me, I literally have to get up into the mountains. I live in Colorado. If I can get up into the mountains once a week and just feel that, that is so much play and fulfillment for me. And it also recharges my batteries so that I can show up and better serve when I go to sit down and work. And when I go to coach my clients, when I go to you know, create a course or do a live video or record a podcast, I'm so much more fulfilled and so much more joyful and I'm so much more ready to serve because I've done that balancing of both types of fulfillment. You know, next is like sometimes numbing out and and doing these things for our own joy. Like sometimes we just need to shift our fucking mindsets. Like for real, 
if you're focusing on all the negative stuff around you and all you see is negative stuff in your life, like, yes, you're going to want to numb out. Like, personally, this is a big part, too, of, like, oh, my God, there's so much crap on my life. I'm the victim of my boss. I'm the victim of my job. I'm the victim of my circumstances. I'm the victim of this breakup. Nothing good ever happens to me. Everything sucks. Like, if that's my lens that I'm looking through the world in and if that's how I'm seeing everything, instead of seeing things as, like, huh, how can I use this as a lesson? Or why is this here to serve me? Like the the two same things can happen and you can look through it through two different lenses is if you're seriously just looking through that lens of negativity, of course you're going to want to numb out. Of course you're gonna want, going to want to avoid. Of course you're not going to want to be living the life you're living is because you don't actually want to look out your lens because everything sucks when you're looking out your own through your own perspective so sometimes you just need to change your fucking mindset like literally that's what it can come down to is shifting those lens and so number one I've talked about this in other podcasts but giving more gratitude like just being more grateful for everything I write down what I'm grateful for either past present or future stuff I want to be grateful for every single morning Because for me, that shifts my mindset first thing in the day into what is there to be grateful for? No matter what the situation is, you're looking through that lens of like, oh my gosh, things are good. Look at everything I have in my life. Look at all the positive things that are already occurring. Now I have that lens. Now when things come up throughout the day, at least I've shifted into a more positive perspective. And then it's also being aware that like, we are not victims to life. We get to create our life. Like we get to choose. And so one that's empowering. But two, when shit hits the fan and things that are out of your control happen, it's a lot easier for me to say, how is this serving me? How was that breakup that rocked my world, that broke me open? How did that serve me? Oh my God. It brought me awareness of all my core wounds, of all my numbing out, of all, you know, so like, at the moment, it doesn't feel like a gift, but if you can start to look through the lens of like, I know this sucks right now, but it's also a lesson, you're less likely to numb out because you want to see the lessons in it. You want to see how it unfolds. You want to see what it's trying to teach you instead of just numbing out and being like, this is hard. I'm going to avoid it. You can say, this is hard now, But if I go into this and if I feel this and if I experience this, I know things will only get better and I know things will only look brighter after this has occurred because I'll have a better understanding of where where it's here. And then last but not least, in the world of positivity and shifting your mindset, positive reframing. So what like is a different story? I know I kind of explained this a little bit with my previous rant, but I just like the traffic, traffic example. And you guys have probably heard this before, but I'm going to say it again because I think it's a good reminder. Like someone cuts you off in traffic and is swerving in and out and they're speeding and you are pissed because they just made you slam on your brakes and now you spilled your coffee all over your shirt and now you're going to have to stop at Target on your way to work and you're probably going to be late for that really important meeting and that just shifted you into negativity and pissed off for the rest of the freaking day unless you can shift your perspective because you're probably pissed at that lady who just fucking cut you off and you're pissed off and your shirt is dirty and blah 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 and your mind is like racing a thousand miles an hour but most of it is anger towards this, this woman and you don't know. 
Like you just don't know why she felt the need to cut you off or why she's racing through traffic. But if you can shift the perspective of, gosh, maybe she's racing, her husband just found out really bad news, he's in the hospital or he got in an accident, she's trying to get to the hospital. You know, maybe she has a really sick child who needs an EpiPen and she's racing to get, you know, like make it as dramatic and, and believable or unbelievable as you'd like to, because when you tell your brain it, it's going to start to shift into like that positive mindset into compassion and empathy instead of anger. And once you shift that, then it's like, okay, maybe, you know what, maybe I'm not supposed to make it to this, this interview or this meeting. Maybe it was not meant to happen. Or maybe me being late is allowing the people who are there in that meeting to work on something that they're trying to rapidly get done before I make it there or, you know, just shifting the story. And it's so simple. Like it literally is so simple, but when we can look at it through a different lens, we feel so much more positive about it. And I think sometimes the last thing I want to mention is this. If you, sometimes we feel justified in our anger and our negativity and we're like, well, no, mm-mm. I'm not going to shift my perspective. This lady cut me off. She's a bitch. Like we just like go on this rant and we feel justified. And I just want to tell you that like as justified as you feel in that anger, and I know I've said this in previous podcasts, but that anger and that negativity is hurting no one but you because my love, you are the only person miserable in your life if you're feeling all the negative vibes. So last thing I had to say on that. And then last but not least in you know dealing with those addictions and numbing out is finding yourself love and releasing the need for external validation because when you're so content and this is what i found at least when you're so content with who you are and you're so in love with the person you've become and the person you are in the past and the person you were when you were you know seven and getting bullied and when all the things you just feel like yeah this is me this is how i show up this is who i am and you release that external need for validation there's no longer this need to be like well my friends party so I'm gonna keep partying or I am so embarrassed by the things I did because I was numbing out because I was so anxious about you know (laughs) this was me okay I've got I've got this this just came to me I would binge drink because one, all my friends did and I was like, this is what people do. Two, because I had social freaking anxiety because I cared so much what people thought about me because I hadn't had the self-love to be like, hey, this is me. Do you like me? That's okay if you don't, but this is how I'm going to show up. I was so nervous. I was just like, get me drunk. I'm uncomfortable. I'm nervous. I'm anxious. I need to get over this. Give me a few shots so that I can like feel calm again. And so I think when you remove that that external validation and that need for external love is that you don't need all of these things because you're so at peace and you're so in love with who you are. And, you know, some, sometimes it's like, well, I just hate myself so much. I hear this a lot. It's like, I don't even know where to start actually loving myself or start actually showing myself compassion. And I think sometimes it just takes is like, okay, I don't really like myself where, where I'm at right now. And that's okay. Like, it's okay to admit that. We don't have to pretend. Remember how I said, like, you got to feel what you're feeling right now. It's okay to feel that so that at least you can process it and know that's how you feel. But starting to shift how you treat yourself, even if you don't love yourself right now, maybe it's just starting to shift. Okay, 
I know I do not love myself right now a lot, but I also know that taking 12 shots on a Friday night is not respecting myself, and I would never force that on a friend. I would never ask a friend to poison herself, or I would never let a friend poison herself like that every Friday night. And so it's like, okay, I'm going to start respecting myself. I'm just going to not go on a Friday night. I'm going to chill with my bestie, watch a movie. I'm going to take a bubble bath. I'm going to read my favorite book. Like shifting that relationship with yourself into a more loving one. So treating yourself like you would treat your best friend. And you've heard that before if you've read any of the personal development books, but starting to have and starting to change the language too. I think how we treat ourselves and the language we use with ourselves. Because I know, you know, you may not love exactly every piece of you in this moment right now. And that may be a really hard thing to grasp. But if you start to change that language, your mind will start to believe it. It's like anything else is sometimes you just have to change the physiology and just change the language so that you can actually start to shift that relationship into a more loving one. Um, And again, understanding where the hate came from and why that's so ingrained in you. And maybe it's, okay, I really hate myself because every time I tried to express my creativity when I was a kid, my parents said, you know, writing music is for dummy, you know, whatever, like, this is an example, but like, where that came from, and then like, oh my gosh, they, they put that belief on me, and now this is what I believe, and now I'm not expressing my creativity, which is something I so love to do, and one of my favorite aspects of myself, because I think that every time I express my creativity, people hate me, they, they think it's stupid, you know, whatever it may be, and so just understanding, you know, where that, self-hatred is coming from. Last but not least, maybe I said this a few times, hopefully all of these tools were really helpful for you guys. I want to put the disclosure and the, the claim disclaimer on this, I guess, is that this process is not easy. When I was going through shifting, you know, releasing my addictions, going through phases of no longer numbing out, It was the hardest period of my life because I had to feel so many things. I was no longer able to ignore all of my pain. I was no longer able to ignore when someone said something hurtful, how it impacted me. I was no longer able to numb out those really painful parts. And it was also a big shift in that I, my entire culture changed. All my friends, you know, I had surrounded myself with people who liked to party because that's what I like to do. And so it was this huge like Phoenix transformation phase where I was like, I lost a whole, you know, a whole social structure, like what I spent all my time doing. I had to spend time alone because one, I needed to go inward and really figure things out. But I I also didn't have this consistent group of people that I could party and travel with because it wasn't something I could do any longer because it was a way of me numbing out and I knew I needed to release those habits. So I no longer had that, that community. And I had to figure out, like, you know, I didn't have the the relationship to, to give me love anymore. I, I took a hiatus from dating during this time. And I was like, okay, I just need to, like, figure out how I can love myself before I add another person into this whole fucked up mess. And so it's not an easy process when you go through this. And it's not painless. But when you feel that pain and you go through that darkness 
that is when the other parts of life are just so much more joyful. That's where you find joy in every single moment. That's where you find this peace. This is That's where you find like this vibrant love and your vibration raises and everything feels so much lighter after you've figured out like where where the numbing out is coming from. So it's hard, but at the end of the day, it's super freaking worth it. So Again, guys, thanks for tuning in. I hope this helped a ton of you loves. If you love this episode, if this was helpful for you, if you want to share what you've done to stop numbing out or how you're currently numbing out and what you're going to do to shift that, post this on your IG story, your social media, give me a little shout out. I want to hear from you guys what you're doing. And if you love this podcast, you love this these episodes, please do rate and review and give me a little feedback, guys. All right, peace, love, and blessings.